get into gate. This is episode 145. We are talking Stargate SG1. Almost the full get into gate team is here, or not even quite. My name is Mitch Lewis. Joining me, Maddie Gibson. Yo. And that's it this week, which I think, Maddie, is actually pretty apt because we are going to be talking about Grace, which we've for a couple of weeks in the show have been saying that. We're not looking forward to talking about this. More so you and Brendan because you remember the episode. I'm somewhat familiar with it but haven't watched it in a long time. Reese was only looking forward to it because of how much we were hating on it <laughs> uh, for a first-timer. And it is a solo episode for the most part. It's just about Carter having to do what she needs to do without the support of her full team. So I'm like, it's kind of fitting that here we are as a two-man instead of a four-man team talking about this particular episode. So if it's going to happen any week, it's going to happen this week. Okay, this is weird. Yeah. Can- can you not see Brendan? Brendan's here. Right. Is he the little girl in the corner laughing at me? No. Are we having like this weird crystal skull, like Arthur's mantle <laughs> thing? Because I can I can see his lips moving. But yeah. Okay, yeah. This, okay. So this is all right. Well, remember that, you know, that tech that we've got that I've used in the past for um, for reading like yes. people's minds. Let me just go full Carter here and I'll just see if I can reverse the polarity and, and refocus the subspace antenna and see if I can focus in on the zeta waves of Brendan's brain and maybe see if he can communicate with us. Mm-hmm. Brendan, can you hear me? Allow myself to introduce myself. See, I told you he was here. He's here. It's good to see you, mate. He may as well still be here. We love it. Look, he messaged me yesterday. I put up a post on Instagram, and his his caption, would you believe it, was... Austin Powers wrote it. It was good, baby. <laughs> Look, it is. It is. You know, we, we've we've been uh, we've been a bit funny for the last couple of weeks, which you do apologise about. Hey, if you're listening to this um, out of date and you're not listening to us live, then this doesn't mean anything to you. But we've had a couple of solo episodes. Um, Brennan's been, you know, he's been taking charge the last two weeks. Very important, actually. Episode we got out last week where he was talking about what was at the time the upcoming tweet storm, which ended up becoming We Want Stargate, which was Friday America time. So I'm glad we got that out because I think we had a lot of interaction on our socials and just a big congratulations to everyone in the Stargate community yeah, not even just job. our little group here and we love all our support but everyone in the wider Australian and the world we uh, we got that thing trending like crazy yesterday for the for the window and then it just kept going and kept growing afterwards yeah. I know we were sending around text messages during the day about well, once I was awake. Once but. you're awake. Once I was awake and I could read like 70 of them. And, you know, it was like, hey, it's up to 70,000. Hey, it's up to 80,000. By the time I actually jumped on and had a look myself at the live, it was like 94.1 thousand people were tweeting about it. And it was nice. the number one trending topic in Australia. And uh, so, yeah. And then I think later on worldwide, did it get, I think it got number one worldwide at some point as well. It would have, it would have had to have. Like, mm. you know, we're talking about sci-fi fans here. If we're, we're, if we're nothing else, we're passionate. So. Yeah, sci-fi fans on social media. Yeah. You know, they know how to get it done so we are here we are talking about grace we have yeah not really been looking forward to this me as out of the two of us i'm probably going to be the reese of this week because i haven't seen this episode in Mm. i could have sworn i'd never seen it um (laughs) to be totally honest so it's been at least the 15 years or whatever since it came out from the from the chatter we've had on the on uh, socials like waiting for us to get this episode Sounds like some people wish they'd never seen yeah. it. Yeah, and they were like, "Oh, I hope that this week off is you just like actively skipping Grace, and you can come back <laughs> next week and talk about Fallout." So, anyway, we'll uh, we'll read the synopsis as we uh, normally do, but we won't be throwing to Reese and see what he thought. And I don't think Reese is even that bothered, you know. Um, no. it, it, look, it's a it's a tough weekend for us this weekend too because there's been a lot of you know it's this time of year. There's a lot of social gatherings. Um, I actually had someone hit me up on Instagram yesterday. I posted a picture of 
what I was looking at at the time, and it was my windowsill um, from sideways on my bed. And I said, is this <laughs> I death? I saw that. I saw that. Because I'd had my Christmas party on Friday night, and I'm going to say that's the worst I've felt since my Bucks party six and a half years mm. ago. Like, it was just one of those real big events, and I just mm. – Saturday was a write-off, and I had uh, George on the shore, as he's uh, as he's known as on Instagram, hit me up and said, better be a podcast tomorrow. Yeah. And I just said, mate, thank God we didn't record today. I wouldn't have been able to drive in, let's put it that way. So <laughs> we're here today, but the Gibson brothers have also had plenty of other stuff going on, so they couldn't join us. They said, hey, look, it's Grace. We're not upset. We're not going to be there. You and Maddie go there and get it done, and we'll uh, we'll uh, reconfigure next mate, week and talk about Fallout. Brendan's here, just because you can't Sorry, see him. Sorry, no, you're right. Just because you can't I can mate, see I'm him. still blind from Friday he's night. Looking, he's looking very upset. Okay. That we're going to have to figure out. We're going to have to find the crystal skull or whatever so you two can actually communicate again. <laughs> All right. Grace, having sustained an injury during an alien attack, Carter awakens to find herself abandoned on the Prometheus and trapped in an unexplored nebula. With only her subconscious as a guide, Carter must find a way out of the nebula before it destroys the ship and her only way home, written by Damien Kindler. Kindler. Every time I go to say it, I go, no, I don't remember But I've it never said Kindler. I know you I'm, haven't. Yeah. It's me. <laughs> I go, Is it Kindler or Kindler? You go, of course it's Kindler. And next time I'm confident it's Kindler, I go, no, I'm always wrong. It's you the, right. other the, other, the only time I've ever had a go at you for, for your pronunciations is when you said Braytech instead of Braytac. And I That's still don't it. know that I'm ever saying it correctly <laughs> when I do it. A directed by Peter F. West. West. Yeah, he's West. Got a, we've got a weird spelling. Got a silent O in there. So mm. yeah, here we are. Look, episode 13, which I was surprised about, you know, bringing out to, to watch that we are this already this far into yeah. season seven. And not a lot to go because of so many uh, double-ups, double ups, yeah. so many uh, two-parters. And good double-ups too. Oh, this is, mate, this is why even last season and the start of this season, I've been talking about how much I love season seven. Yeah. And look, I have to say... I still love this episode too. Yeah, look, you hit. Me I really up enjoy it. The other the other week when we were going to try and get in here to record and we couldn't, and you said, "I'm kind of happy to delay it a little bit further because I'm not sure what Brendan is going to say because he hates this episode, and mm. I think we all assumed that we all hate this episode." And yeah, you you don't hate it. You got some positive stuff I to enjoy say it. about it. Yeah. I, I understand that it's polarizing in the community, mm. and we'll get into that a little bit later on. On I understand that it's kind of a love it or hate it episode. I think it's very similar to back in last season when I spoke about uh, Paradise Lost when yeah. um, O'Neill and Mayborn are stuck on that moon together. Yeah, yeah. I said there as well, I've, you've got to be in the mood for it. Yeah. And I think this episode, because it's not a lot of action and, and it's very little of the whole team, it's a lot of Carter, uh, you have to be in the mood for it. Mm. And I just happened to this time around be in the mood. For, sometimes I've skipped it, totally. Yeah. But this time around, I was in the mood for it and I was kind of feeling it. Yeah. I, I got a bit I got a bit emotional, especially the... um. Uh, the Carter and uh, Jacob scene. Because to me, yeah. that is the crux of this whole episode. And mm. we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later on. But if, if you can connect to that particular scene, which apparently Carmen Argenziano actually put on his showreel. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Like he was, he, that's one of the, the scenes he's been most proud of his entire career. I wonder because of the state that Carter's in this episode, she's getting around and she's like, she's so tired. She's fatigued. She looks awful the entire episode because she's just, she's like, I've got to stay awake. If I go to sleep and mm. actually look after myself, the ship's going to explode or I'm not going to remember what I have to do. I might die because I'm so malnourished or whatever. Like she needs to stay awake. I wonder whether that's the best way to watch this episode when you two are like feeling equally as sort of frustrated or do you need to be completely opposite? I think you need to be really alert because yeah. if you're if you're tired and you're like, if you want to like lie in bed and watch this episode, I reckon you'll fall asleep because there's not a lot going on. It's very cerebral and very, very sort of scaled back. Yeah. 
Um, I think you need to be really alert and like right up close to the telly or like watching it on your phone in like bright surroundings because yeah. yeah, it is it is definitely a slower episode. You yeah. can't you can't deny that. But I think you really need to be paying attention to to what everyone's saying because there's this this sort of cool thing like if you go back and watch it a couple of times, which I know a lot of people won't. It is very much like in Red Sky where we don't actually get a definitive answer at the end yeah. on whether on whether we saved the those those annoying Amish people or whether the Asgard did or whatever happened. It's very similar in this in that there's no real correct answer and even the writers haven't actually in the years since the episode came out and people have been hammering them yeah, about this yeah. episode they've never actually come definitively said like the the Jack and Tilk and Jacob and Daniel we see mm. And even the little girl, mm. they do not lock in whether that was all Carter's imagination or whether that was the aliens trying to contact her. Like it's mm. all about, this episode is all about your own interpretation yeah. and what you get out of it. Yeah. And like I said, so I think you've got to be in the mood and you've got to, if you know that going in and you embrace it, and it also could be a combination of things. Something yeah. I realized this way, it could be that the three boys or the four boys that show up could definitely be Carter's mind. Mm. It's 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 different aspects of her own personality, mm. like Daniel coming at it from the scientific sort of aspect, mm. um, Tilt coming at it from her like military background. Mm. Like, mm. Tilt represents her military background, saying, you know, this is a way for the aliens to to you know find out information about Prometheus and take advantage yeah. of this stuff like that. So it, it wouldn't surprise me if it's like, yeah, all the um, all the boys showing up were her her like representations of herself. But the girl could have been the aliens mm. like that because that's the one. And it's like a lot of people sort of debate on, okay, is that is that young Carter? Because she doesn't seem to recognize that as that's, herself. That's what I was thinking the entire episode. I'm like, this better not be, she better not find out that's her as a younger person. Because yeah, so I'm like, you, you would know that's yourself. you. Yeah. So a lot of people are going, okay, well, is that is that the daughter she wishes she had? Yeah, okay. Because if, if you go in and talk about, I'll, I'll get into it, is basically the um, the scene between her and Jacob which for me is the absolute crux of this episode. And I think the reason it got to me is because out of our entire team, like I'm the single guy and <laughs> 90% of the time I'm happily single. Yeah. Like I'm quite happy, to, like, especially when I hear stories about you and your wives and your kids and stuff like that, just how much you guys have going on in your lives. I love the fact that I just go home and nothing's expected of me. <laughs> I know that there's still that much milk in the bottom of the carton yeah. in the fridge and all that sort of stuff. Like I love all that. But 10% of the time I am like, not so much lonely, but bored sometimes. Because all you guys are busy because you have these families and all these mm. different Sometimes I'm like, oh, I just don't want to be an house. I want to get this. And everybody's busy mm. with all that mm. stuff. So I totally get where Carter's coming from. And there's there's a moment that Jacob says something to her. And I'm like, if that was the real Jacob saying that to Sam, I would be furious at him. I would just be like, how dare you? think that Carter needs needs a man in her life to be happy yeah, and to be yeah, fulfilled. Yeah. But the cool part of it is, is when you think about it, it's that's her, that's her own internal psyche telling her that, like deep down her subconscious yeah. telling her, and you know what? are you really happy? And you know what? That got me. Yeah. That really made me sort of really sort of look inward on myself and go, oh God. Because like I said, there's that 10% of the time where I am kind of like, oh, it'd be nice if... You know, someone was around to to hang around and have a cuddle with. Yeah. So it really kind of hit me. That's crazy because I think every time, well, certainly that at that moment when Jacob shows up, she's oh, okay, and I was, you know, you're here finally, sort of thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, a figment of her imagination. I think he might have even been one of the few that said it to her as well. Like, hey, I'm just a figment of your imagination. But uh, Jack. I think Jack, I know Jack yeah. said that too. Yeah, and and but then when Jacob 
is having that conversation with her about hey, happy though because you're not married type thing. I was like, I actually, I think I'd forgotten about the fact that he was a, a figment of her right? imagination, and I was like, oh, are they really doing this? Like, I know it, 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 you couldn't do that in 2019, but in you know 2004 or whatever, like, really, did we want it? But you, that wasn't what was going on. It was it no. was herself, and I think I just got lost because it's Carmen Agenziano being Jacob Carter, right? Like, it's not like he's there emulating himself in a different way, using a different tone to remind you, hey, this isn't the real him. It was her remembering her dad as he is. And I actually, I, I didn't get frustrated with it to a point of not liking it. I was just like, oh, this seems a bit weird, but I guess I'll just see where it goes. Mm. But you're right. I, I, I kept, I knew it, but I just didn't think about the fact that it was her. And that's what I love. conversation with herself. The way and that it, is excellent, actually. Yeah. And the way it messes with your brain. And then it's also like, okay, it could have been, an alien consciousness in her brain, looking at her memories, impersonating Jacob and in and interpreting what he sees in her memories and stuff as that. Mm. Like, there's just so many different ways around it. Like, I mean, some people might not want to hear it, but I'm going to play it because I absolutely <laughs> love it so much. So skip forward 25 seconds or whatever it is. But here's just some of my favorite stuff of Jacob. Are you happy? Well, at the moment, things are a little rough, but in general, sure, I'm happy. No, you're not. You're content. You're satisfied. You're in control. And that's the problem. You're missing something vital from your life. And the sad part is you have no idea what I'm talking about. Dad, I am happy. I've seen and done things most people couldn't even dream of. I have an incredible life. And yet you're alone. Well, lately the dating scene's been a little stale. And again, I am marooned on a spaceship. No. Always. Sam, I know you've denied yourself the experience because you think it must inevitably end in pain and loneliness. It's time to let go of the things that prevent you from finding happiness. You deserve to love someone and be loved in return. Oh man, mm. that gets me. You know what too? Like that's um that's Do you ever find when you watch something and you go, "Well, why did I watch it at this time? Why don't why am I watching it at this point in my life?" You know, mm. not even like oh, at this age, but on this particular day. Like that even to me, if I go back, I, I feel like now, and this probably goes against everything we've been saying the last couple episodes about how much we want to watch Grace, I kind of do want to go back and watch it now and just, just go remember every single second of that thing, go, this is Sam talking to herself, which is, of course, I knew yeah. watching it anyway, but just remind myself constantly because that scene meant so much more to me now listening to it than it did last night watching it. Yeah. Because I... I think again. I was, you know, again, a bit of a rough weekend <laughs> watching it. But also, there's there's been some stuff I've been talking about and going through the last couple of weeks that you have. Of course, everyone has those conversations with yourself. You th- you know what you're doing. You know why you're doing it. But then you just need someone else, or even you need to be in a different frame of mind. Maybe you're tired, and you need to ask yourself to look at things in a different way. And then all of a sudden, you're looking at it from point of view B. Point of view A doesn't seem anywhere near as correct or mm. justified or logical as what it does the other 95% of your life when you're getting about it going, no, I am doing the right thing for the right reasons. That, wow, that's, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like I can actually, even just listening to it without watching it again, I can go, I can see why he put that on his showreel. Like, why right? wouldn't you? Because that's a very powerful yeah. moment. And you just listening to that or watching that scene, you don't need to know 
that that is a figment of her imagination speaking back to her. That's her subconscious having a conversation. Yeah. That's just a very powerful moment between characters that are related to each other. And I think, and I think that is, if I can, if I can talk about the 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 main flaw of this episode, I think it's that it was kind of structured a little bit odd. In that, for me, that scene that is the is the climax of this episode. That is the that is the you know the big the big thing, like mm. the big thing that happens. Whereas the way the show was kind of structured, no, they made the Carter saving herself and that other alien ship be the big yeah. sort of thing, but it wasn't overly like exciting and dramatic. The, like the team was just being back and the, and the ship flew off with nothing. Yeah. So, and I think that's something the fans have been very critical of and wanting to know from this episode till now, people want to know when are we going to find out about the gray aliens? When are we get, cause mm. there is no resolution to that. No. There's even... this clearly, obviously very advanced race yeah. out in the Milky Way galaxy that the Asgard obviously would know nothing about because surely we told the Asgard about this at Absolutely, some point. Yeah. And they could have said, oh, yeah, that's the such and such. Yeah. We never have any resolution to this. I mean, these people obviously never been touched by the Gould. Yeah. We don't know whether they're whether they're like Tari mm. descendants or mm. whether they're a completely different species altogether. In like the fact the, that why as soon as the they Nox showed up, the... they just started firing at us. Yeah. Like, bang. It's like, whoa, how, why are you so aggressive? Why are you attack first? Ask questions yeah. later. And it's type. like... Pff, Especially when their ship is so big, like you wouldn't need to do that. It'd be different if their ship was small. You go, well, that's why they're attacking us because right? they've got nothing else going. And for then them. there's a part of me going, okay, are they detecting? Are they firing us because they're detecting the Guaul technology in our ship? Because we've, yeah, retro- we've retrofitted Guaul crystals yeah, yeah, and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that about the end of the episode. That it's not a big, like it is meant to be this climactic thing. It's like here's all this cool special effects, and we're going through you know a, a hyperspace bubble to get out of the the corrosive cloud or whatever you know, like in the middle of space. Like it's all very cool science, if not yeah. science fiction stuff. But it was like, yeah, this isn't really what this episode was about. No, you know, especially when you can't see. Like she didn't even speak to the other aliens. She, or she spoke to them, but they didn't converse because they didn't speak back to her. They just did what yeah. she said. It's like, good. I'm glad they speak Galactic Basic, but sweet. Um, <laughs> but you, even the start of it, like it just seemed like they they had this idea. Let's get into the psyche of Carter and have her realize some stuff about herself. And in mm. two weeks, we kind of understand about what they wanted to get yeah, to. Exactly. And then that's the other thing. The other thing that the backlash for this episode is. No spoilers, but Pete's not a very popular character in the fandom. Mm. Not People aren't a huge fan of Pete, and mm. we'll get to that in two weeks' time. Yeah. And this is kind of the impetus of Pete. Yeah. So I think that's another reason why this episode retroactively gets a little bit of a little bit of slack from yeah. uh, from um, from a lot of the fandom. Yeah. So I just felt like that's what they wanted to do, but they had to just like, oh, let's a big spaceship. Um, they pushes them into a big cloud, energy cloud in the yeah. middle of space. And then they'll get out of it at the end. So they, okay, they just had to sort of chuck in at the last minute of the scripting this very, you know, action sci-fi TV show stuff to then give us this very cerebral episode. Mm. Yeah, and and apparently the 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 whole idea behind this episode was it was supposed to be Amanda's version of when Shanksy got lifeboat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when Teal got like Orpheus and Changeling, like give them a chance to like flex their acting muscles. Yeah, yeah. So I think Amanda got to really show a lot. Yeah. But not not in the like Michael got to stretch a lot in life but because he was playing all these different characters. Mm. Tilt got to to stretch a lot in like Changeling in particular because he was playing a completely different character. Yeah. Amanda as good as she is in these episodes, she's still Amanda the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um so I think there was a little bit of lacklusterness in there. Um, it would have been nice to give her a, somehow a way to, to sort of, yeah, stretch her acting muscles a, a little bit more. Mm. So, yeah, does it hold up to the likes of like Lifeboat and Changeling and all? Not so much, mm. but I still really, really enjoy it because Amanda yeah. is amazing in it. Yeah. 
it's just it's hard when it's just so so stripped back and there's no like like in lifeboat my favorite part is when it's like like Daniel and Janet just yelling at each other. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. there's none of that really emotional high stuff. This is all very slow and slow and quiet mm. and internal, which, which like I said, I like sometimes I'd just be like, uh, not in the mood skip. Yeah. yeah, But yeah. I don't know this time. It just, it got me. It's funny too watching. Cause I watched it in a couple of different sittings, which is not ideal for this particular episode, especially when I went in thinking, I'm not going to enjoy this because that's what I've been told about the last month or so. So I should have watched it all in one hit. But starting my third hit, which is probably the second half of the episode, like I just really stretched out the first 20 minutes. And that's the first time you see Jack. And I just assumed Mm. after watching the first 20, I'm like, okay, this is one of those episodes where they knew they weren't going to have RDA. Cool. And, well, you know, we want to do a Carter episode because, like, we have, we have had, you know, a, a Jack episode or a, or a Daniel episode, especially this season, um, and, and a Christopher Judge episode as well. So we've got to give Amanda Heard you. So it's just going to be about her and she's away from the rest of the team. And then it's like, no, 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 they're very much involved. Obviously, the flashback mm. stuff is its own thing, but I just figured the actual real characters or the actors playing their real characters on the base or, you know, rescuing her or something just wasn't going to be a thing. And then it became this thing. And, and in the limited time that he got on screen... You got to see that frustration from Jack O'Neill about not being able to find her, and and his yeah. sort of somewhat you know unspoken love for her, and that frustration of he was even getting angry at Hammond, like when that time was it Daniel saying you know he's going to bring back all the all the SG teams, we're going to send them out to all these gates. He's like, why? Yeah. Well, why? what if they got near one? He goes, if they would have got near one, they would have gated back. Right. Why were we even bothering yeah. to try? And it was like he was stopping them, or wanted to, them to not bother trying to help yeah. because that help wasn't going to get them it's anywhere. Like the one person best equipped to save Carter is actually Carter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> there's, if, if there was a faulty gate, she'd be the one to fix it, yeah. not us. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I did, I did love that. Now we go from a bit of Austin Powers chat, and I, okay, this is probably going to be erring on the side of uh, apologies to the Gibson brothers. You gossip girl, uh, Gilmore girl stuff because this is a different Ooh, buddy, show. Two very, I know, very no, 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 but I'm just shows. saying about a, 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 a show starring women that's very much not Stargate. Hey mate, you gossip know, girl just... was a boy. Spoiler alert. <sighs> that's true. Now he's playing a creepy stalker on Netflix shows. Well, he was a creepy stalker in Gossip <laughs> well, that's Girl. That's actually if you think true. About it. But we if loved you think him. About it. We kind of loved him because he was the next guy's best friend. It's like, no, no, hang on. Let's go back mm. and think about the last how many seasons in context. Yes, I know yeah. enough about Gossip Girl to know so, that, yeah. but. I was watching this show and Grace pops up. Well, not even Grace, but the the little girl pops up and eventually when she goes, what, what is your name? She's Grace. I'm like, of course it's Grace because we don't otherwise know <laughs> what the freaking hell Grace is in this episode. So it's Grace, but the first time she pops up, I'm like, I mm. think I recognize her. Really? Yes. And I'm like, I recognize no, who I she's going to grow into. I don't oh. recognize that young actress from anything else she starred in at that particular time. Let me just stop you there. If you're going to start throwing around the word chilf, I'm going to have to... <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Whoa. We didn't even need Brendan in the room for that sort of comment. <laughs> Sorry, I stole that from uh, Trixie Mattel. That okay. was a, a stand-up joke that I stole from that I literally watched like two days ago. I've, so I, you gave, I, I wasn't... I was I, an opening. Look, look I, I knew, I knew that I was going to use it in this room at some point. <laughs> I just didn't think I'd get a chance so early. Yeah, well So done. thank you for that. Um, continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, okay. On that, I'm, I'm glad I've never heard that term before, but Me immediately neither. I knew what you were meaning, of yeah. course. Um, no, I looked at her and I'm like, Oh, that's blah. I didn't actually know her proper name, mm. uh, but that's such and such from Pretty Little Liars. Um, oh. Again, not to get too much into that show because my wife w- watched it. every episode of it. I would come in like every probably season and a half and go, oh yeah, same shit, uh, whatever. And you had the four main people and then like they'd had a friend of theirs that had died. 
and they didn't know how. And then oh, eventually she show. turned out that she hadn't died. And she was still, and then she got her own spinoff. Her oh name's uh, Sarah. I can't pronounce it. P i e t e r. So it'll be Peter, but S e Peters. And I looked, I'm ah. just proud of myself because I looked at that little girl playing Grace mm. and I'm like, oh, that's a chick from Pretty Little Lies, but in like 10 years time. Well done. So yeah, I, I just had to IMDb I, yeah. it and uh, and that's her. Yeah. But you're right about the ending. Like I, I, I did get that feeling similar to what we did in Red Sky or, or what it was like. They were sitting there and she's better. She's in the infirmary and they're like, hey, we're going to have cake later and just, just sit down and rest. Be, be yourself. Take care of you. Do you, boo. You look after you. <laughs> and she was, and her and you know Jack sort of had that little moment again that they didn't. I liked when you know she got she, she called him Jack, and even in her like weak state, he's like, "Excuse me." Excuse me? She's like, "I'm sorry, I guess I don't actually care. I just know I'm supposed <laughs> to say that. You <laughs> can call me like, whatever you want." He's like, it was just weird. You never say that. Yeah. <laughs> now that you do say it, oh god, I love the way yeah, that my uh, my name comes out of your mouth. Yeah. And um and then you hear the little girl singing again, Grace, and it's mm. like. Oh, I wonder what it is. And it's ending. I'm like, come on, guys. Like, I, yeah, like you said before, it's up to your own interpretation. I was probably going at it from face value the entire time was that every time someone that she knew popped up, it was her own subconscious trying to tell itself what Mm. to do. When Grace popped up, even when it was in a, in the same scene as another member of SG One, you know, when she ran into the room and it was like, "Did you just see?" and and Daniel was like, "A little girl, yeah." And like she didn't even <laughs> question, like, "Well, where did she go?" or "Do you know who she is?" It was like, oh, "Okay, good, I'm not crazy." It's like, "Well, you are because you're talking to a guy that isn't here, and you know that he isn't. You're not sure about the little girl." But I took it, yeah, it's face value is that everyone there is her own subconscious. What we learn to be is Grace is something else, whether it is. A physical embodiment of the cloud, which I thought that's actually a pretty cool. I didn't even think of the cloud. Why? Well, because that was what yeah. Daniel told her, right? It was like maybe this is a a, a representation that's of right, the clouds. Ascension cloud. Yeah. Episode of Star Trek Voyager season one. <laughs> <laughs> so I I'm like this is, and then when she goes, oh that's crazy. That's 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 a pretty out there thought. I'm like, <laughs> you do realize you're on the other side of the freaking galaxy because you've built a ship out of alien technology. Yeah. Like, come on. Like, I think we're past just immediately looking at something or a theory and going, that's crazy, write it off sort of thing. So Mm. I just took that as being that. Or maybe it was the other aliens, but if that's the case, why did they choose to make their only form of contact with her like that? So I don't know what it is. I just knew that I didn't take it as her subconscious. And then come the end where you still hear her inside her head, which you'd think, is that an ongoing symptom? Like you said, we never hear of these aliens again. Mm. Do we ever hear Grace singing in the background of Carter's mind? Is she permanently mentally damaged by what happened to yeah. her? No, it was just a fun way to end the episode yeah. of you go, oh, I wonder what it really was. Credits. And then there was a no resolution to why the entire crew was... We don't find out, were they beamed off? Were they? Did they hit the escape pods mm. and then, then they were beamed into the ship? And then it's like... And were they even they, aware that they'd been gone? Right. That was the thing. That was the resolution that I wanted yeah. is, okay, if these aliens were so advanced or, or just different to us, there was no way for them to communicate with us. What, was the entire rest of the Prometheus crew unconscious that entire time, yeah. but then were suddenly conscious when they were beamed back? Mm. And it's like, well, obviously these aliens learned to speak our language because... Carter was able to break that deal with them at the end yep. and say, hey, you return my crew and I can get us both out of this mess. Yep. So yeah, I, I totally understand why a lot of the fandom aren't fans of this episode because I think that is the downfall of this episode yeah. is all the actual, the standard sci-fi spaceship caught in a nebula, alien kind of thing. That all is actually 
needed more work to it. Yeah. So, and you know, Reese has said in this room a couple of times, he's like, he he's sick of the talky talky. He wants the bangy bangy. Yeah. Like, and so if the bangy bangy isn't fun. I think that's how he approaches his relationship too <laughs> all the time. And it's like, well, if the bangy bangy is not fun and exciting, you, you can't sit through the talky talky. Yeah. So I totally, I totally get why this episode isn't for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it definitely has some flaws to it. Yeah. And yeah, like I said, people to this day still want to find out about those aliens. Mm. And I mean, not to spoil anything for you because you've only, you've <laughs> Whoa, only, this is a first. You've only seen the first season of Atlantis. I've seen the first episode of, of Atlantis. I thought you've seen the first whole season. No. Is it like oh, a wow. two part pilot or is it yes. just, yeah, that's yeah. what I've seen. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Well, there is an episode in, I think season two or three called Grace Under Pressure. Oh. And it's a revisit of this idea. Really? With different characters. Yeah. And it's it's arguably a fan favorite. It's probably yeah. one of the top five best episodes of Atlantis. Wow. So uh, that's what I hey, find. I'm just listening for what Brendan's thinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. So I find it weird that, that they they revisit the idea of this episode but we never actually get the closure we need on this episode. Mm. So, but I think if you if you were to, to talk to one of the writers about it, they would simply say, "Look, it wasn't about that. It wasn't about the aliens. They actually don't matter." And I think that's the issue. They said the whole idea for this episode was a to give Amanda some meat, and not in a sexual well, way. You know, even um, though that's where her dad was telling her she needed. <laughs> you know what you need? A man to look after you. Do I make you horny? Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> so, like. They give that for, for, to Carter, but it was also they wanted to reignite the the Jack Sam love thing, mm. which I think started last week with Evolution, with that weird sort of lunch and all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But apparently, they I think the writers felt it it, it had kind of tapered off a little bit mm. from kind of season four, like when when Martouf was killed. Yeah, there yeah, was we, there was no obstacle aside yeah, from, aside yeah, from their rank. Fun, yeah, you're right. It was fun to have. That they're like, oh, will they, won't they, when there were plenty of other suitors mm. begging for her, you know, attention. And she was like, yeah, you're actually, I could be with you and I like you at the same time. So, yeah, it's right. Oh, shit, they can be now. Mm. Let's not bring it up. Yeah, yeah exactly. And then the other thing uh, is something that uh, we spoke about maybe last week or the week before and Brendan was like, oh, I wouldn't have thought so. Um, was this bit of info, this bit of trivia about the episode. Peter also directed Grace, which we just found out got our highest ratings ever. And the highest ratings that sci-fi's ever gotten on their network. I need time to. So congratulations to that. Even though we're doing the commentary for inauguration, <laughs> I pulled that off. Yeah, I pulled that off the inauguration yeah. um, uh, commentary. So yeah, highest-rated episode of the series ever to date. What? And the highest ratings sci-fi has ever gotten on any show ever. Jeez, no wonder it was the most complained about because you had more well, eyes on it. That's what I'm thinking, it. more eyes on it, so more yeah. people to sort of have opinions and stuff about it. But... People that don't even watch Quantum Leap and they turn that on and go, oh, this is horse shit. What are people <laughs> talking about? I actually, not that I think, it's weird you say all this because I, I can see your point of view about going, this has got so much going for it. I really, really like it. And then if, assuming then that Brendan has rewatched it and felt the exact same way about it and then Reese has watched it for the first time and reacted this, the way that we all presumed he would with all the talk the last couple of weeks that they didn't like it. I can see both sides totally. of the second. And I, I, I think I'm, yeah, pretty smack bang in the middle or more like you where I'm, I can see a lot of positives, but I'm also frustrated at the flaws and all that sort of thing. But I, mm. I do hate when you... You try and tell someone to watch an episode or even a movie. Watch this particular... I, I really like this franchise. And they go, okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. 
and then it's you watch it with them for the first time, and it's like, oh god, no, no, what? Oh, that wasn't that wasn't a true representation of my show <laughs> or my franchise. Well, and it's all about what what people want as well. I mean, you look at the fact that. You and I both really enjoy Memento, mm. and then there's other parts of it we hate. And it's like, the stuff I love, you hate, and mm. the stuff you love, I hate. Because yeah. I loved all the sci-fi stuff at the start, and then the ship blowing up and all that kind of stuff. You were like, boring. <laughs> and at the end, when they're like, discovering the gate and rising in, I'm like, boring. And you're like, yeah! yeah! Woo! So, you know, a couple of bits of housekeeping, just so I don't get in trouble from people, like I have in the past, when I don't bring things up, because it's somehow my job. <laughs> uh, I guess I've I guess I've set myself up for it. But um, the Alkesh... Um, from Avenger 2.0 a yeah. couple of weeks ago when we talked about we had that sort of big powerful sort of ship just now we go well they mentioned in this episode the the hyperdrive from that Alkesh yeah. is now in the Prometheus yeah, yeah, that's yeah. how the Prometheus is getting back and because Carter makes his line about oh it's, it's a it's a hyperdrive designed for a much much smaller ship yeah. and that's why they're making their little cool down trips along their way yeah. so essentially we still have an Alkesh it just has no engine it's just up on cinder blocks that's cool so that's how they kind of write around the fact that that Alkesh is kind of gone now like it kind of doesn't exist yeah. I think we've kind of just you know ripped it apart for, for spare parts it's a cool like just even idea of getting the ship back it's like hey well we can't get it what it needs let's give it something that will work but only a little boost and it's yeah. just like you know and then they just plot this course where they just so it's like they've, <laughs> they've, yeah. they've like disassembled it or taken it apart into pieces small enough to carry through the Stargate mm. taken it to the Memento planet fitted it on the Prometheus and now the Prometheus can be underway yeah. and the other bit of housekeeping is the weapons officer of the Prometheus that you see very early on uh, that it's weird that actor comes back but as a different character but he essentially could have been the same character because he hasn't done this episode but he plays Groden in Atlantis who has a very pivotal uh, uh, episode at the end of uh, end of the first season? Yeah, but he's kind of like the proto um, Walter. He's almost like he's almost like Atlantis's Walter for season one. So, so we've had a Grogan, and then we have a Groden. Groden, yeah. This is excellent. <laughs> I'm gonna be very disappointed if Stargate Universe doesn't come to the party. It's funny too that you say that you know we never hear of these aliens again. We don't get any resolution, and it's the we want Stargate. Weekend, we were saying, give us more, give us more, mm. and there have been plenty of threads or aliens in even in just the past season, two seasons, where we've all brought up in this room. Oh, that'd be cool! Like, why mm. can't we revisit that? You know, we don't just have to bring back Stargate and go. Oh, well, the Gould is still going. Let's just yeah. remake the show, but as a continuation, it's the same old. Which again, a lot of fans would be on board for. It's like, don't if it's not broken, don't fix it. But if we want to really make it a continuation, let's revisit some old yeah. storylines. Even not even revisit the storyline of Grace, it'd just be those aliens and it's like Well, they could be the Furlings for all we know. Yes, like yes. they could be the fourth the fourth great race. That's it. You there know? we go. There's there's an entire season's arc. <laughs> right. You know, we could do that. Like those are the guys that we've run into and had problems yeah. with the past. They're one of the four great races and their knowledge, their living knowledge is being one of those alien races and we're always you know, we struggle to talk the actual ancients and that sort of shit and you know the Asgard are their own thing the Nox are too cool for us and too quiet and, and monk like Yeah, let's make these guys like a, a, a living memory of those people that can help us get forward that can open up the window for more Stargate and oh, I don't know there's just I, I've just I, I, I'm more confident in this show being a successful continuation I want to say not if and when I want to say when it comes back but mm. at this stage of course it's just an if but if and when it comes back that it would just be a continuation because what else would it be? Like any other show that comes back and go, ah, oh, yeah, I guess I can see why they would want to reboot that. But that's because it seemed to fit wherever it was set. And like we've said for the longest time, many times in this show, and we've sampled audio, that the, the great thing about Stargate is that it is about 
us humans in the now, dealing with people far more advanced than us that have been at war or have had knowledge of each other for so much longer than we have known about any of this crap, and yet we're just thrust into it and asked to sort of, hey, you've got to catch up on all this real quick because you're in this fight now. You're in this giant universe. I just I can't see how you would want to do anything other than a continuation for Stargate. And yeah. then there's little threads like this, as small as they may be in the grand scheme of things, we can revisit this and yeah. it can open up windows. The idea that they could be the furlings, like that is, why not? Why not? Fantastic. Brilliant. Yeah. Do that. You know, um, why they attack us when we first see them, we don't know. Maybe they're the last well, of their kind. Well, they, know, don't, and... they don't know that we're allies of the, exactly. of the Asgard. I love the idea that they detected ghoul technology. Like it's all yeah. there. Yeah, they detected our ring and the fact that our engines sort of, well, it would have had the Alkesh hyperdrive in there. Mm. And we know that a lot of our systems use crystal technology. Yeah. So it's like their readings could be like, oh, that's gold tech. Yeah. I mean, so you're saying about crystals. I did actually like that. Um, the look of the blast at the start where they got hit by a, a you know an alien shot. Oh, and like, then just the energy pulse out of the crystal little yeah. cabinet and it threw her against the wall. Carter at the start of the episode. I'm like, oh, that looks kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, and it kind of brought the fact that, oh, she's she could be seeing things because it wasn't just a little bump on the head. It, mm. was, it was a massive sort of energy almost like a concussion, and, energy surge kind of combo of yeah. things. And that's the other thing, I guess, that so. we didn't get... Like, why didn't they take her? Because she was knocked out. Like, she wasn't dead. They would have been able to tell that. Why didn't they beam her out as well, well with the rest of the Well, was ship? there something about a line where Carter said all the escape pods had been launched or were they not? I can't remember. No, you're right, actually. They, they were. Yes. So if everyone abandoned ship, again, why? Why did they abandon ship? Yeah. There needs to be a reason. I mean, if if life support was failing yeah. and they abandoned ship, great. But if life support was failing, Carter would have died. Yeah. So why did they all abandon ship mm. and then obviously got scooped up by this other ship? And it's just like, I need I need a bit more. I yeah. need some closure on that. I need it to, to make sense. Yeah. And at the moment, it, it does. It quite doesn't. Just that part of it. So, I, yeah. in a way, I think it would be more interesting or more frightening for Carter if she looks into the escape pods and they haven't been right empty. That they're all still there. It's like the people are gone, but so are the escape pods are still there. Like they, they, there's no way for them to get off the ship without those escape pods. So, what happened? And that would make more sense for the aliens rather than just be forced to pick them up. They have been them across as like some kind of, not even hostages, because they weren't holding them hostage from anyone. It was just taking them prisoner. Yeah. And you could easily write around that, that it's like Carter wasn't picked up because maybe she was in the section of the ship that was shielded because she was in there making repairs or whatever. Mm. There was some a radiation thing from the engines or something or other, that, or, that, or that concussion you know, changed her, uh, the like the electricity in her body for a minute and it's like they couldn't get a lock on her. Could have been a protein I mean, market. Could have all been protein about Protein market from Jolita. It's all there, guys. Could have happened. You know, <laughs> just all I'm saying, Damien, you could have taken another parcel. Uh, but having said that, I mean, that stuff could have been stuff that was ended up on the editing room floor. Mm, could have been cut. You mm, never know. Yeah. But all in all, enjoyable episode. Uh, it's still not, I, and I said going into this season, there are two episodes I'm not a huge fan of, and this is not one of them. This is, so I There's still to it. come. There's still two to come that mm. I'm like, meh. Not this one. Okay. Enjoy it. Mm. No, that's why I said before that we are halfway because I'm I'm starting to think about the end of year ranking. I've got to start mm. setting these out. And I'm like, Man, I'm always thinking about a rank. <laughs> now, I don't, I, I don't remember how I felt in a negative way about all the episodes so far. So this could still find its way down the bottom of my list, uh, all things uh, considered, come the end of the season. But if that's the case, this would be a pretty successful season because yeah, yeah it's uh I'm like I said I'm not maybe as in love with the good things as you are but I'm definitely not going to be 
right into the negativity of it that Brennan might have seen and has not liked for so many years and, you know, regrets having to rewatch it when it was going to come up. So now that we're past it, I'm like, okay, it wasn't wasn't that bad. You know? Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking back to my season one rank and like in my top seven, well, we'll steer clear of the con- controversial ones of my Absolutely. top seven. Absolutely. But like Enigma and Tin Man yeah. were in my top. Now, Grace won't be in my top this season because there are so many good episodes in this season. But I'd take Grace over like Tin Man or Enigma any day of the week. Tin Man was Come try ya! Reese's favourite episode of that season, wasn't he? I think it was. Well, this might be the biggest call we've made in this episode so far <laughs> if you say Grace is better than his favourite of season one. But we'll wait until he comes back. I actually would really like to know, something I was going to ask Reese had he been here, was like, would, did he think the entire episode was a dream? It's mm. like when Carter woke up in sickbay at the end of the episode... Like, cause, and that's another aspect of this, of this, of what this show could have been, because yeah. we don't know what, if anything, the rest of the crew remember. Was the whole thing a dream? Yeah, I was getting worried. Was did Carter hit her head? Was she knocked out? And then she was asleep the whole time. The crew sorted everything out, and then she just woke up in sickbay. Yeah, that could have happened. That yeah. could have all been in her head. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's time, time for, for the, the get, get into gates. Hairy mailbag. Not quite as hairy with just the two of us, but. God, you know, don't take that out of context. Don't isolate that. That's weird. <laughs> uh, I've got a, a message here from Israel Richie. Richo, Richo, the rare, the is, the is, is dog. Is he? Is he rich? Oh, is he what? That's like he, that, that'd be like a good rapper name. Is he rich? Is he rich? Is he rich in the house, yo? Maybe that's what Israel Flower can do. <laughs> oh, we all know what Israel Flower can do. He can do what the Gibson Brothers podcast tells you to do and get <laughs> fucked. <laughs> Uh, Israel says, hey guys, I found this podcast about two weeks ago, uh, and I'm only up to episode 80, but I'm absolutely loving it. I got my sister and mates into it also. You totally need to do a clip show of how many times Reese says absolutely, because I feel it's about 10 per episode. I've never picked up on that. I've picked up, but I think I love the way that he says it. It's like the way that Tilk... Absolutely. Yeah, it's like the way that Tilk says, indeed, you just look forward to it. When he says it, I'm like... That sounds so right, yeah. It actually, actually, the last time he did say, I d- I've never picked up on the, the quantity that he says it, but I know no. he does say it right now and then. It does make me think whether his wife, Ash, gets him to watch uh, RuPaul's Drag Race because there is a drag queen on there, uh, Gia Gunn, mm. and her catchphrase is, absolutely. I'm going to take a early guess. That's, <laughs> that's not where he gets it from. Probably not. But hey, look. But. We're all a different person when we're at home with our wives. That's it, exactly. Says the guy watching Pretty Little Liars. So, have you seen the cast of that show? I watched. Yeah, they're all. Are they all underage at the time, bitch? No, more chills. No, it's or? Hollywood, mate. They're probably oh, okay. nearly thirty playing teenagers. I, it's fine. I think I did watch. And the, the show has a storyline about a teacher having sex with one uh, of the students. So. I think I did watch the first episode because it had Holly Marie Combs was yes. playing one of the mums. Yes, and she was my crush from Charm. Yep. So I watched the first episode, but I couldn't get past the bad acting and the plot, mate. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going to defend it. <laughs> hey, anything you Mrs. Happy, do it. I'm just going to go in there. Oh, are you watching this again? I guess I can sit around and watch Lucy Hale and the rest of the crew. Do <laughs> uh, Izzy continues, love you guys. I would love to hear a clip of what Reese really said off camera about the hairy mailbag to hate mail episode. Oh, most Ooh, of that was said yeah, on, on the show. Yeah, I think most of that was on there. Yeah, I think that was most of that. <laughs> 
Uh, much love from Perth. Oh. Comtreya. G'day from over there, the other side, eh? Oh, look, and we could probably skip his next part, but uh, he does say, Maddie, much respect to you, but fuck off with your Star Trek shit. Yeah, well. <laughs> I understand so why that. Thank you, Izzy. Would have been skipped. <laughs> How long have we got to go until Picard comes out, Maddie? It's very long. Uh, what are we talking? Next month, I think. I think shit. Yeah, yeah, first month next year. Yeah, I can catch up before then. Very what excited. have we got next in the mailbag? <laughs> <laughs> Message here from Tobia Hadley. Uh, hey, I'm currently binge listening to Get in a Gate and I am loving it. Wanted to let you know that I completely agree with Maddie's side of the argument in the episode 2010. Oh, that's awkward. We don't really Ooh. bring that up anymore. And I feel like I'm going to get to hear it again in the episode. I am in the middle of episode 88 right now. I just finished listening to Double Jeopardy. I am a Christian, but still love listening to you guys because I believe it is each person's choice on what they believe. I actually really like the extra one you did after Demons. Because oh, that was your favourite at Mitch. I love that app, and it's not even about Stargate. It was just like <laughs> the stuff that we cut out. I actually really like the extra one you did after Demons because I like hearing a different point of view from my own. But I thought I would let you know that I've listened to you on the way to and from church. <laughs> That's a new one. That's Yeah, that is we a new one. We do like hearing how th- people sort of listen to us. I think I asked around about the time of Demons, uh, or at least the, the episode that followed that we release in Australian time anyway, we release on a Sunday morning. It would be so weird that people would be listening to us after going to church and then it was just us shit canning religion. <laughs> and in that particular episode, Christianity, like just after you went and praised the Lord for an yeah. hour in a, in a I wonder, room. I wonder if there's like, if, if you're listening to our show as you like cross the threshold of a church, is there like a weird barrier that kind of stops you? <laughs> like, like a vampire from Buffy no. trying to get into your house? You just or... get, yeah, you just get goosebumps and then temperature drops five yeah. degrees. Is there like a lightning strike outside? <laughs> like what happens there? It's a sign. <laughs> uh, I've got an email here from Santos Gonzalez. Uh, this is in regard to, I believe, last week's episode with uh, Evolution. He says, uh, hey guys, greetings from Utah. Utah Saints. Utah Saints. Uh, love the show, and it's the only thing that gives me 10 full hards on my <laughs> life other than Scarlett Johansson. Ah, fair call. Wow, that's one hell of a compliment right there. We're not there. expecting to get as high as Scar Joe. <laughs> Just wanted to write in to clear up some of the military jargon in the episode Evolution that you were confused about. Since your local military expert isn't around to answer, Craig actually did call me the other day after Evolution and said, oh, why don't you call me? And I was like, <laughs> but then he didn't really have an answer for me. So let's see if um he, he, he answered the the... Uh, SG3, uh, what was it? S or whatever, Sierra? Yes. So it was probably Sniper or Scout. Yeah, okay. But Craig couldn't answer the Niner. He didn't know where the Niner came from. Oh, well, then just so keep quiet there, Craig, yeah, with so your let's see criticisms. What Santos has got. Uh, your questions, I will, self, I will be your self-appointed military expert since no one in the world is as big a fan of Stargate as I am and has as much military expert expertise uh, experience as me. God, I'm having a seizure over here. <laughs> I believe I'm more than qualified. When SG3 calls in as SG3 Sierra, they're posted at the gate to secure it and keep it clear of enemy Jafar. After the Cull Warrior comes through the gate, SG3 gives SG1 a heads up uh, that their target has come through the gate and is en route to their position. SG3 is effectively on security detail after that point to ensure that the ensure that the gate remains clear of enemy forces because the gate is effectively the point of uh, egress. So in the briefing before, before the mission, their call sign would have been designated SG3 Sierra. Sierra phonetically standing for security in this circumstance. Huh. So there's another S word for for SG3. So it could be sniper, could be scout, could be security. Mm. 
that all makes sense. Uh, typically, when combat forces have one team talking to another, one team wants to make contact with the leader, then the other particular team, the call sign is actual. Oh, I've, I've heard that on um, Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, Galac- this is when um, Adama gets on, when the, he gets on, and he's like, this is this is Galactica actual. Uh, I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> that does actually sound cool. Yeah. Uh, so if SG-3 wanted to talk to O'Neill directly, they would they would call in like this. SG-1 actual. This is SG-3 Sierra. I've never heard of the call sign of a leader of the team of an industry unit being referred to as Niner. Well, there you go. Mm. Santos doesn't know what the Niner is. Unless this is something that is specific to the Air Force officers in general, I'm not aware of. It's just nonsensical and I chalk it up to bad writing. (laughs) (laughs) Cooper! P.S. The other week you were all talking about dream casting for Stargate if they rebooted the series. I have no idea who I would put in the roles of the main cast but I have two actors in mind for the casting of Walter, depending on the direction of the character. If you went, um, Unless it's Gary Jones or Gary Jones, you can stop right now. Well, he says if you went comedic, of course you'd go with Gary. He says he'd love to see Aziz Ansari in the role. In the role. Wow, that is a different show. It very different, especially the first time I was ever saw Aziz Ansari. Even before he became quite big, he played an, uh, like a medical intern in one of the last seasons of Scrubs. Yeah. One of the most frustrating and annoying characters <laughs> I've ever watched in my entire life. I can just imagine him like treating it like one of the docu series, you know, style that he's done, and just like turning towards the camera, and go, Chevron Seven, locked, General, and it's just like, nah. It's, <laughs> I like, I love that wasn't his. A bad I love his style. I think he's funny, but yeah, that's a very yeah. different character from Walter. See, whenever, whenever I think of Aziz, unless he kept his name Walter, because he wouldn't suit the true. name Walter Harris. Yeah, whenever I think that he, um. In Scrubs, he does it. He's like, syphilis, syphilis, syphilis. <laughs> he's got some weird shit in that. Uh, and he says, and if you went a more serious route, I would cast John Cena as Walter. What, what do you guys think? Can't wait to as hear you. As Walter? T- as Walter. He would be more well-equipped than anyone else in any field team. What the hell? <laughs> I love John Cena too. I'm not, even, I'm, I'm not even mad at you. He would be like, he'd be a one-man SG team. Yeah. He you know would what? be combat cardigan Walter, though. They would have to increase the size of that palm scanner for the iris just to accommodate his hands. <laughs> Sorry. I think Anzis and Sari would make more sense than John, John Cena. Like, maybe that's the fun of it, is that he he's so... You look at him, you go, he's a soldier, and it's like, yeah. he's just not... He's Imagine just not, if he was he's never full realized. nerdy. They yep. made him, like, full button-up, you know, big, thick, black rim glasses, and just do- doesn't... It's, it's almost like... And it's like, oh, so you go to the gym, and, like... He doesn't even go to the gym. He's just John Cena nerd. He's naturally that large. Doesn't work out, anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> that would be kind of fun, actually. He still doesn't get a car park, though. No. Oh, God, no. No, he just he just runs. He just runs to work every day. Look, I'm, I'm, I, I'm happy to entertain those options. It, it, maybe it's a bit like, what, season eight of The Office when... Um, when Steve Carell had left and they were looking for a new boss and instead of actually like going, well, let's just cast someone, they ran through and they had a whole bunch of different people. You had your Will Ferrell come in for his episode and a lot of other big names that were never going to join this show long-term come in and actually like mm. play a one-ep role. So you could have an Anzi Zanzari yeah. be the gate technician one episode. <laughs> Next week it's John Cena. Well, like, I mean, what the, the hell? Then we actually have Sarah Silverman come in and do it. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, that'd be so good. I'd love to have Sarah Silverman. But they, I mean, they even did it in this show. Like I think next season, like they, got, they get one of the Baldwin brothers in for an episode. Yes, like yeah, and yeah, just yeah. random little, you know, and then they get they get um, 
Louis Gossett Jr. That's right. They get Chef for one episode. Yep. Totally doable. And our last one from Kimberly Turk. Uh, I haven't caught up yet, but I am a few episodes into season seven and I haven't heard a discussion on Teal's sudden lack of eyeshadow. Do you think it's a lack of a symbiote that changed his colouring or has he really stopped putting on eyeshadow? Interested in your opinion. I think we have mentioned it, but maybe a couple of seasons ago, I kind of sort of threw it out there. Um, or maybe in one of our chats when Reese wasn't here, like for Origins or something like that. But yeah, because Teal'c also used to get painted gold. They used to paint him in, right. like a, in a gold sort of finish as well. So the idea being that was the symbiote. There was all the um, the Nakwada in his system was making him gold. And I guess they, they factor in the eyeshadow with that as well. Yeah. So yeah, since he's lost his symbiote and been on Tritonin, um, it's because that's something that Christopher Judge wanted. He wanted less makeup. Because if you think about poor Christopher Judge... His entire a he's got to keep his head shaved, yeah, and then b his entire body like visible has got to be covered in like gold glittery sort of stuff, yeah. And it's like that sucks. So yeah, they've definitely they've gotten rid of all the gold, and that's also the um the sort of jokey tie into Wormhole Extreme when that fourth guy is silver. That's he's right, like a yeah. silver. He, he's coated in he's a black guy coated in silver paint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's much more prominent. Um. So yeah, they've the, basically they never really mention it in show. Oh, I think once someone goes, didn't you used to be a lot more gold? And Tilk just kind of raises an eyebrow and sort of fobs it off. Yeah. But yeah, getting rid of the eye makeup and the and the um and the gold has got to do with his um his tritonin and, and the symbiote. But I often wonder because there was that episode uh, holiday when they all swapped bodies when Tilk's like, if I'm to be a Jafar, blah, blah, I must shave my head. Yeah. Blah, blah. So I'm wondering if the head shaving and the eye makeup was part of the maybe it was actual makeup. Mm. I don't know. Like I the gold is definitely. Nakwada based. Yeah. But I'm wondering if the eye makeup was kind of something that Jafar had to do. I He's mean, just a big fanboy of Apophis. Yeah, it's like, I want to yeah. look the be- most like my god. Yeah, because I mean, you never seen any of the other Jafar sort mm. of wearing eye makeup, but maybe maybe First Primes had to. Yeah. And he just got used to it. Yeah, I got, so. for me, like watching it as a, like an actor playing a character, I, I didn't think I'd noticed that there was a lack of it. It's probably one mm. of those things I noticed it when it was there because it seemed like, yeah. it was like obviously wearing eyeshadow, but when he doesn't, it just he looked like Christopher yeah. Judge to it. And I think they were very good at they they dialed it down slowly. Mm. I don't think they kind of just went one to the other. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So I think I think that was really, really good. But I I just I don't like the idea of thinking that like, you know, before every mission Tilk's like, you know, in his in his room, Kellen rooming with all those candles, like applying mascara <laughs> and eyeliner to his eyes. I, I want to think like the Jafar version is like he's just got like a stick yeah. and he just burns it in a candle and he's just like <laughs> jamming a hot stick into his eye and that's just like ash and carbon. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's like his warrior way of applying his makeup. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah, that's my head cannon. Yeah, that's fair. That works. Yeah, you know. I like it. No, hey, not that there's anything wrong with, you know, applying a bit of mascara, a bit, no, of, hey, hey, a bit of eyeliner hey, and stuff. No. I just, I can't picture Teal'c doing it. Yeah, so there's your answer, Kimberly. Yeah, not I mean, our opinion. That's yeah. the answer. I mean, there's there's no Maybelline on, on Chulak, so. That we you know. know of. Well, that we know. Wow. That's true. That's true. All right. That's episode 145 of Get Into Gate. We will be back next week to talk fallouts. Now, this one we will not be doing without Reese. Right. If Reese isn't here next week, I think we'll actually just go and do Chimera and then come yeah, back. Yeah, we're going to have to. I don't, think we, I don't think we can legally and ethically do Fallout without Reese here. And if you've seen it, you know why. As, uh, I'm, I'm just going to say it's, it's his favorite version of. 
Daniel Jackson's in this episode, and that's not General Jackson. That's the Big J, man. He's back. We're on. So the Big J, uh, the Big J. We'll be talking about that on our next episode of Get Into Gate for episode 146. In the meantime, you can check out all of our old episodes on our your favorite podcasting uh, outlet. Just search Get Into Gate, a Stargate podcast. Find us on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Join in the fun there. Come follow and share and like all that stuff. And anything you do, continue while the tweet window is over. Just whack on that hashtag, we want Stargate. Keep it alive because we still want Stargate. We don't want Stargate for an hour this weekend. We want it. So uh, anything you write to us, everything you want to do on social media relating to Stargate, just whack up that uh, we want Stargate hashtag and uh, keep the love going until we hear something, at least from Baron Destructo himself. That's I want to hear Joan Lotti say something. I mean, they've yeah. already thanked people. Or Brad but Travelers. I, Brad, absolutely. I want those two just... just Coming back to us with news, mm. good or bad, we just want to hear what happened because of it, and then we can move on and want it again in the future somewhere. Yeah. So, and if you'd like to grace us with your presence, oh, there he is, he's back. Jump on our Patreon, absolutely. Patreon.com forward slash get into gate. Just like we've got some colourful ones this week, Mitchell. I'm glad you've got the paper and you're going to read. <laughs> well, I think I think the letdown of the three, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just mean it's you know very plain Jane. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jane Krauss. Oh, nice. Welcome. Welcome, Jane. A little bit of flavour after that. We've got Zat Mickletel. No, we yes. don't. I, look, he has put his real name here, but maybe he's going under this pseudonym as is because he didn't want his name read out in case his missus listens and she's like, why are you wasting money on those idiots? <laughs> uh, so Fair he's question. gone with Zat-Mick-Altel. Zat Mickletel. Yeah. Clever. Normally, that would be like just the winner. Mm-hmm. But then we're followed up by Fap and Dry. <laughs> Fap and Dry. All one word. These are not real people. Fap and Dry. Well, welcome along, guys. You've come to the right place. With those sort of names, welcome. You're in the family. Hey, look, I don't mind a bit of Fap and Dry. No, you do not. You were <laughs> talking about that before the show, and I'm like, <laughs> why? <laughs> okay. I've got an instructional video if you want to watch later. <laughs> it actually is a VHS, though, isn't it? <laughs> No, I made it myself. <laughs> Get into geek.